Don't summon the woman, no matter how lonely you are. Written by Simulatus Lacrimis. I've always been shy. Most people find me a bit weird when I start talking. Some even tell me this. I'm not ugly, but I'm by no means beautiful either. So when everyone else started being interested in dating and started having significant others, I just sat back and knew I wouldn't be one of those teens sneaking out to meet up with my girlfriend. It wasn't sad. I knew I would meet my special someone later. Then came university, and afterwards my first job, and before I knew it, I was 25 and had never even kissed a girl. I heard about the woman online. I thought it was an urban legend or a scary story. I can't remember the name of the website, and I haven't seen it since the late 2000s, but it worked pretty similar to Reddit. Lots of different forums and lots of different people in the different forums. I spent a lot of time in the relationships and love form. I guess I was living a little bit through other people's stories, while also preparing myself to be a good girlfriend. I noticed if something was brought up frequently as a problem in people's relationship, and took a mental note not to do that in my own future relationship. But that wasn't what changed my life, no matter how important remember to communicate seems to be. It was the post about the woman. I can't remember exactly how the post was phrased, but it was written by a guy in his late teens. His story seemed a lot like mine. He was weird, quiet, a bit of a wallflower, and desperate to find love. He had finally found a way, and he wanted to share it with us. It worked for people with trouble in their relationships, too. He'd heard about the woman from a friend of a friend, and he tried a few times to summon her, and finally found a way to do it. He wrote us a guide and wished everybody good luck. The day he posted the guide was his one-year anniversary with his girlfriend, and he wanted us to have the same kind of amazing love that he had. I won't share his guide, but it seemed like a very creative and original take on Bloody Mary. Not that it involved a bathroom, or that the woman even has a name, as far as I'm aware. But it involved repeating a phrase in a particular place. The woman didn't appear straight away. It took two days before she appeared in the middle of the night. When I woke up at around 3am, she stood at the edge of my bed. The guy had written in his post that this would be how she appeared, but I was still extremely spooked. I tried summoning her because I was lonely, and well, I thought it most likely wouldn't work out and nothing would happen. There was nothing to lose, I thought. But there she was, standing at the edge of my bed, only a dark silhouette, until I turned on the lamp at my bedside table. She was stunning, and I mean that. Perfectly smooth white skin, long blonde hair perfect curves, and her pink lips curled upwards in a smile. She was wearing a white dress, and she looked like a photoshopped model from a fashion magazine. You know how we think beautiful people must automatically be kinder, smarter, 
and more trustworthy because of their looks. Yeah, that's the only explanation I have as for why I didn't freak out when I turned on the light, but actually started feeling a bit warm inside. She was in my bedroom, which meant she was real, which meant I didn't have to be all lonely and alone for the rest of my life. I sat up in bed and remembered I had to say a phrase to her, and I won't tell you what that phrase is, but it was basically a different way of asking her if she could help me find love. She said yes, and asked me if I would give my heart for love. Like, my literal heart? I asked. No, sweetie, she said. Would you give up what you love the most if it meant a lifetime spent with your soulmate? I thought what I love the most. It's not that easy to figure out what you love the most, especially not when you've just woke up with a stranger standing in the middle of your bedroom. I had a cat back then, a wide little thing I called Sally. I loved my parents, but they lived far away. In that moment, I loved Sally the most, but I feared a life without true love more than I feared losing Sally. So... I said yes. Will you kill my cat then? I said to the woman. Your cat? No, she said and laughed. I was just asking a question, my love. I won't kill your cat. Okay, I said. Thank you, I guess. She smiled at me and said, I've gotten all I need. Good night, sweetheart. And with that, she went over, put her finger on my forehead, and everything went dark. It felt very similar to getting anesthesia for a surgery. I woke up the next day certain it had been a dream, and I kept believing that for the next week, until a cute girl named Aisha asked for my number at the grocery store. It was love at first sight and I knew it was because of the woman. We went on a few dates, and our chemistry was off the charts. This beautiful, smart, and brilliant woman liked me, and I liked her, and we could talk for hours, and we would walk the streets, hand in hand, giggling like two schoolgirls. But it wasn't actually meant to be, and I knew it. It was the woman, and if I knew how to find her, I would have worshipped her like a god. When Aisha asked if I wanted to be a real official couple, with an announcement on Facebook and everything, I would have given a lung and a kidney to the woman. Of course I wanted Aisha to be my real girlfriend. I had wanted to marry her since our very first date. And I did ask her to marry me, six years ago. And five years ago, we had the most beautiful wedding you could imagine. We had to get Aisha's dress refitted right before the wedding, because her belly was getting huge. I used to joke about it and say that we weren't expecting a baby, but a three-year-old. Our daughter was born at a normal size, though, and she was beautiful. We had tried to find a sperm donor whose looks sounded like they matched mine, and I would say we succeeded. Emily had Aisha's eyes and smile, but the hair and nose could just as well have been mine, 
even though the features didn't come from my DNA. I wasn't even worried, as Sally had died around the time me and Aisha moved in together. It was a natural and peaceful death. Sally was old and died in her sleep. That meant that the woman didn't want anything in return. She just wanted to help people find love. I thought she was some kind of supernatural matchmaker. But then something happened. It happened last week. I was giving Emily a bath when the woman appeared. One moment, she just suddenly sat next to me, looking at Emily in the bathtub. She still looked stunning, but her white dress was filthy. Her long hair was gray, and her face wrinkled. I've come to take your heart, sweetie, she said. I'm sorry, but this is the way it has to be. I knew what she meant instantly. I pleaded with her, said she could take me, Aisha, both of us, for all I cared. But she just said no, and apologized. She touched my forehead with her finger, like she'd done last time, and the world went black. In the split of a second before I fell asleep, I hoped I wouldn't wake up again. But I did. It was Aisha's screams that woke me up. It's been a lonely, horrible week. Aisha's at a friend's house, I think. The police thought it was an accident that I passed out from exhaustion. I just wished it had been me or Aisha. I haven't been able to find the post or the form again, or anything else on the internet about the woman. I'm sharing this so you know what to do if you ever find a post telling you how to summon a woman that can help you find true love. Ignore it. Being lonely isn't the worst that can happen to you. Okay, thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoyed tonight's episode, and huge thanks to the author for letting me narrate their tale. If you enjoyed, please subscribe for more, give this video a like. If you'd like to help support this channel, you can always visit my Teespring store at teespring.com stores slash store, or go to patreon.com to uh, donate and help support the channel as well. You can follow me on Twitter at clancypasta, and I'm thinking about trying to stream on Twitch sometime soon. So, uh, if I do, that'll be the place that I'll post about it, so all of my Twitter followers are going to be the first to, to see that. Stay tuned for more episodes, and once again, thank you all for listening. I appreciate it so much, and have a great night. Cheers. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed tonight's story. If you did, make sure to check out more of the author's work in the episode description, and go to youtube.com slash clancypasta to hear new episodes first. And if you'd like your story featured in an episode, feel free to email it to clancypastastories at gmail.com. You can always get your creepy cool merch at teespring.com slash stores slash clancypastastore. 
and I hope you all have a great night. Cheers. <laughs>